technically, technically, we're almost a year and a half away from a provincial election. Now, I say technically because it is, after all, B.C. and anything can happen in politics here, which is why the by-elections on the weekend in those two ridings were just so interesting to observe. By-elections can be unpredictable. For the longest time, it was assumed that whichever party was in government would automatically lose a by-election. Now we know that is not the case. It doesn't work like that all the time. In fact, the NDP in this case held both ridings. But take a look at what happened after those first place finishes. For the official opposition, BC United, it was a pretty mixed bag. Second place in one riding and fourth in another. Obviously, that brings up a lot of questions. So we thought, let's ask BC United leader Kevin Falcon about them. He joins us now. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks for having me, Simi. Now, you've had a couple days to digest these results. So let's start with the Langford, Machosin, and that fourth place finish there. What do you think happened there? Well, first, first some context, because you, you mentioned by-elections, and you're right about the history of by-elections, but it's important to recognize this is now the fourth by-election we've had since I've been leader. We, the first two, uh, we totally crushed uh, and won them by very large margins, uh, including one in Surrey that was considered a bellwether swing ride, and we won by 22 points. Um, and and uh, we had two bad results in two very strong NDP strongholds. So why is that? Well, it's pretty straightforward, to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to downplay I would have loved to have done better than fourth in, in Langford, to be honest, uh, though we did do second in Vancouver. The issue, though, is we only changed our name 10 weeks ago uh, from you know, BC Liberals to BC United. And what we heard on the doorstep and what we knew was going to happen was that a lot of people were going to be unfamiliar with who BC United was. And so that anti-NDP vote, uh, looking around for you know, who, who to vote against the NDP, didn't recognize, for the most part, BC United and voted uh, BC Conservative. Uh, and, and, you know, that explains it. Now, I should tell you, when we changed the name, we knew that we had these two by-elections coming up, but we also knew they were in ridings that were very strong in these strongholds, and we weren't going to win them anyhow. And so, you know, for us, it was more about rip off the Band-Aid, get on with the name change, because we want to make sure, knowing uh, that there's 14 months to the next election, that we get on with it. But did you really think there would be that much confusion? And if that's the case, why switch the name? Why do well, I put voters we, through all this? Well, because we felt it was very, very important that we have a name that, you know, reflect the broad big tent that we're trying to create. That those people that believe that, you know, after six years of NDP government where we've had really, frankly, terrible results, whether it's in housing prices, the highest in North America, whether it's in health care, the worst we've ever seen, or whether it's in street crime and social disorder, which is also the worst we've ever seen, that if people want change and they want to see uh, you know, a, a government that's going to, you know, keep taxes low, reduce red tape, get a growing economy, build confidence and start to fix some of these problems, that, that BC United is the way to do that. And I wanted to make sure it was a name, and we wanted to make sure it was a name that brought everyone together under this big tent, regardless of where they were born, who they choose, you know, to pray to, whatever. We want them all feeling welcome in our big tent party. Okay, well then let's talk about the, the results then in Langford, where the BC Conservative candidate did so well. Was there something to do with message there and not just voter confusion? Because the message there from that candidate was traditionally what I would say your party had as their message, right? Lower taxes, um, you know, keep, keeping things like on a free enterprise message. Do you think that resonated with people there? Yeah, well, maybe a little, but I wouldn't read too much into this, to be honest with you, nor would I in Vancouver. I mean, we came second in Vancouver, and I'm happy about that. That was an improvement for us. Uh, you know, and the B.C. Conservatives got exactly 389 votes in Vancouver, so it was, you know, like virtually nothing. Um, but I wouldn't read too much into that either. I just think 
you know, these are by-elections, and the fact of the matter is that we changed our name 10 weeks ago, and I think a lot of people, what we heard on the doorstep and certainly saw uh, in the, so the phone calls we were making is that people just didn't know who we were, and we expected that. That was not unexpected. We are just starting our, you know, our, our branding. We got some of that work done prior to the by-elections, uh, but we'll have a lot more to, you know, to be doing throughout the summer and the fall, and uh, it does take time. There's no question about it, but you know, we've got 16 months to the next election. We've got, we're attracting outstanding candidates like Eleanor Sturko. We're going to have great policies that I think will resonate with British Columbians. And at the end of the day, I think British Columbians are going to look back at the next election and say, you know, are, is anything better today than it was eight years ago? And I really think the answer to that is going to be no. Okay, so then how do you do this? How do you show people who you are and get them to vote for you when you just said yourself, it's an uphill battle, it's, it, there is confusion out there? Well, first of all, you have to remember, nobody's really paying attention. These were the lowest voter turnouts we've also seen uh, in a long time. In fact, in Langford, the NDP vote dropped uh, 20 points. Uh, the turnout itself, I think, was 28%. It was very, very low. So, you know, when the net, by the time the next election rolls around, I, I think you know, that's when people in a general election, they really do start to pay attention. And they start really thinking about, okay, like, you know, who, who, who can I elect here that's going to turn, turn around, you know, these... 18-hour waits at emergency departments and the shutting down of emergency departments and the long wait lists, et cetera. And, and you know, so when they start asking those questions and they start looking around, uh, I have no doubt that uh, they'll, they'll give uh, BC United a good fair look and look at the NDP's actual record. And, and I think I like those odds. Okay, but are you concerned about how the BC Conservatives did in that riding? I know it's one riding and one by-election and, and you could say all that, but still, does that worry you? No, not, not to the extent, look, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I almost get a kick out of how the media just reads so much into this. I've been around for a while, and experience gives you uh, knowledge. And I can tell you, I, I've got a long memory. I remember when John Cummins was the head of the B.C. Conservative Party. It may have been called B.C. Reform at the time. Uh, I think it was B.C. Conservatives. But, but the point is, they, between elections, they always do well in the polls. They typically have. And when the election time rolls around... Uh, they you know, drift down to their usual support, which is anywhere from zero to ten percent, and that's just the way it's 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 always been. So, you know, what I I would have rather come second, like we did in Vancouver, for sure. I don't want to you know uh, under undersell that at all. For sure, I would have, but I'm not surprised at what the result was, given the fact that we made the change. We 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 baked that in. We knew that when we did that, that we were going to be taking a hit in the by-elections, and we did. But I'll tell you, by the time the next election rolls around, I just you mark my words, I think you'll see a very different result. Okay, so what do you want people to know then out of all this? Well, what I want people to know out of all this is to focus on the uh, results that we're getting in British Columbia right now. In fact, just before we came on, I was—I really wanted to do a shout-out to Port Coquitlam Council and the mayor there for bringing in a bylaw to restrict open drug use in parks, playgrounds, beaches, and recreation areas. This is something we've been calling on the NDP to do now for six months. And we actually had a situation, Simi, where... A young five-year-old child in Nanaimo brought home a packet of, uh, of what turned out to be fentanyl she found in a plastic baggie in her playground. And for six months, we've been asking David Eby, the NDP, for God's sakes, put some guardrails around this very reckless decriminalization policy of theirs. And they refused to do so. And I think that, you know, as kids are coming out of school, I was at my daughter's grade seven graduation last night. You know, we've got all these kids pouring into our parks and playgrounds and beaches over the next few weeks. And, and yet, still, the government's done nothing to protect our children from what could be a very, very tragic situation with some of these drugs. So, you know, that to me is an example. I raise that as just one example. 
I could go on about healthcare. I could go on about crime and the catch and release program of the NDP. I could go on about the outcomes that we're not getting in, in a whole bunch of areas, including cancer care, where we're sending 20% of our patients down south. I mean, I could go on, but I think at the end of the day, the public is going to look at that record and the results that we're getting, not the promises, not the rhetoric, not the, you know, the news releases, but the actual results we're getting. And I think that uh, that's going to make the big difference. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. Cindy. Appreciate that. Kevin Falcon, leader of BC United, breaking down their uh, somewhat disappointing by-election results from the weekend. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.